0: Ein kleiner Mensch stirbt nur zum Schein, wollte ganz alleine sein. Das kleine Herz stand still für Stunden. So hat man es für tot befunden. Es wird verscharrt in nassem Sand mit einer Spieluhr in der Hand.
1: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Pod Like a Hole presents Season Three: Run the Gamut, where your intrepid hosts recommend their favorite artists and bands, and then they pick an album, and then we talk about it. And usually, typically, well, always, we do a precursor episode that we go through the band's history, discography, their own personal history. And every other accoutrement uh, associated with said band. But first, this is your one of your hosts, Mark Allen, speaking. And uh, tonight, you're not just going to hear from me. You're going to hear from my other two friends, my flock, my uh, my tribe, um, and that one man. I'll say. Uh, He's a scholar. I'm sure that he, for this particular episode, he already completed every Rosetta Stone module, every Duolingo, um, because we're going to be talking about a band who, you know, yes, gasp, clutch those pearls. They don't sing in English. So, and they're not from our US of A, they're from the Deutschland, the fatherland as they would say. But uh, Eric, say hello to the fran- friends and fans.
0: Ah, yes. Ik bin ein puta. I, I said that right, right? I, it's something I learned from, from the Zedda Stone there.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing puta is one of the uh, uh, songs that we'll probably get into in terms of we uh, R- mm-hmm. um, uh, predilection, talking about said things.
0: Right, right. Hey, happy to be here. Rammstein has long been a an artist bouncing around our writers' room text thread. This has been a long time coming. It's great, great. Happy to be here.
1: Yes, but it wasn't Eric or I who nominated the band from the from Deutschland. It would be our other host, and who's going to take you through. Most of the history with me and Eric chiming in, chirping in, and that is Stephen Earl. Stephen, tell us, are you out there? Are you present? Hallo. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Sie That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got the extent
2: of das my papieren? German.
1: Das Boot. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll gain some fans over in uh, Germany after this, but yeah tell us
2: i mean if it wasn't if it wasn't uh in indiana jones movies or the wolfenstein games i don't i, I don't know how to say anything in german even after <laughs> listening to this band for uh
0: i mean what year did lost highway come out
1: oh man almost 25 uh, years ago 98? 96
0: 90, no, man. 96 97
1: yeah you're right 96 97 ish yeah
2: listening to them for many decades and I can sing along, but I don't know what I'm singing about, and that could probably get me arrested in the wrong part of town.
1: That's pretty impressive that you can sing along. I mean, um, I'll try. I did take two years of German in high school. Um, Didn't take. I think all of what I've uh, uh, remembered is what I said at the top. So, um, yeah. I didn't sing.
2: I I didn't say I could do it well.
1: I mean, I was gonna say
2: a lot of the pronunciation. uh, You know, a lot of it's like, a lot of it's. uh, (mumbles) <mumbles> on a dish
1: On a dish So that's about the extent of Just gotta, it Yeah, get that baritone working
2: um, With romstein you see You see, even Even when someone doesn't know How to sing along Or even what they're singing The emotion is still there
1: That is oh, yeah. the power of romstein Yeah, I mean Um I guess without further ado so i mean we got a jam-packed agenda you know we want to really go through um all of rammstein's history before we actually go track by track um, on our next episode Uh, the uh, album that steven nominated is the 2019 um untitled uh rammstein album uh that uh what was it like a 10-year layoff between like records but they came back strong and Looking extremely forward to that track by track analysis. But I've also been looking forward to this probably as much as Steven has um, of just talking about Rammstein's discography and history. Uh, so, Steven, take it away.
2: I could have picked almost any of their albums to dive into. I mean, I could even make a case for Rosenrot being worth uh, giving it the uh, time of day. Because with Rammstein, there is no bad Rammstein. It's like trying to pick your favorite kid. You should love all your children. Secretly, you love some more than others, but you're not going to say it out loud. And uh, I'm sure there's a German word for that emotion and feeling. Uh, That joke will be made a few times tonight, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, uh, almost uh, incredibly consistent discography from start to finish. But uh, that most recent album, I thought it, uh, it will lend itself to a lot of good conversation and also, you know, as we're getting into, I mean, we have to be at least in the second half of this whole project. Uh, having some more recent records is always fun, uh, considering that we're time traveling with the diamond dice.
1: Ramstein. No, I agree. I mean, uh, not to cut you off, but man, like, um, a couple years ago, I uh got. Just injected with getting right back into this band, and um, that was one of the things that I personally have noticed that this band is extremely consistent. I mean, spoiler alert, they don't have a bad record in their catalog. Uh, I mean, if that's your jam, like you know, uh, but I, honestly, like if you can just look at Rammstein as a uh, uh just how high quality they they are it's uh it's hard to really pick one of your favorites i don't know if like later in this conversation we're going to try to rank them but that would be kind of hard for me
2: we'll do the ranking so yeah scramble yeah and and like if you're like me i could honestly reorder them any day of the week it's hard to pick the favorites it's like they kind of come in pairs i the, the beginning the middle and the most recent albums all pair well together with quality and sound but uh, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves uh it, it's funny though i mean again again like there will be a lot of jokes about existentialism and is there a german word for that weird feeling also rammstein it's so cliched that this really consistent band is like german engineering come to life with their consistency it's uh it's pretty incredible And and so before we get into who they are, what they do, where they came from, uh, East Germany. Rammstein to us. I am sure we all got into them or at least heard of them the the, the, no matter when the three of us became fans, there is a center in the uh, between the three of us, which is the Lost Highway soundtrack. Which I know for a fact has to be where the three of us first heard them.
0: We've met before, haven't we? I don't think so. At your house, don't you remember? No, I don't. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. That's crazy, man. Call me.
1: I like that. I think there's no such thing as a bad coincidence. I like
0: to remember
1: things. Man sieht ihn um die Kirche schleichen. Seit einem Jahr ist er allein.
0: Die Trauer nahm ihm alle Sinne. Left ihrem Stein. And if I were to go into
2: our archives and listen to. Five year gap episode that we recorded. I'm sure we established that. Yeah. And speaking of five
0: year gaps, was that out? Was that five years ago? How long ago did we do that?
1: It feels like it. I mean, uh, boy, yeah, that was like
0: 2017 when we did that. 2017, maybe 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we
2: sat in my basement and talked about all the stuff that Trent Reznor touched in between uh, Downward Spiral and The Fragile. Including the we a, lost Highway,
1: the friend of the show, Joe, on that episode, which was, uh, yep. that was a hoot nanny.
2: Well, it's funny about it is because it was, it ended up being two episodes and it ended up being like, you know, four hours long combined. And then we can do that in our sleep now, much to, uh, the chagrin <laughs> of some of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh whenever, yeah. Whenever we, whenever in the writers room, one of us says, "Oh, we can get this pretty, through pretty quick." That those are the nights when I have a pot of coffee at the at the ready. Uh, yeah. Those are the cursed words.
1: I know. Words. <laughs> it's like saying Macbeth on the stage, right? <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but, Lost Highway, the movie. That's where I discovered them, probably right alongside one of your co host here. And I can't remember if I saw the movie before. I bought the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure we bought the soundtrack first. I take that back. I had to have bought the soundtrack first. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to the Lost Highway soundtrack, and I'm liking what I'm hearing. It's a lot of David Lynchian stuff. got your Nine Nails. You got your Lou Reed's. You got your, your Marilyn Manson, your Billy Corgan's. And then there's this German song. And I think the first of the two tracks in order on that album is I don't think the Romstein title track is the first one you hear in the soundtrack. Do you remember, either of you?
1: I think it, I don't know. I think it might be High Art, mi, high art, uh, high art Mitch. Uh, yeah, that's I what think I'm it, saying. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so I, High Art Mitch, I believe, and I might be wrong. I might have them backwards. I could quickly Google this, but I'm not going to. There's two songs in the album, High Art or Mitch and Romstein. Whatever one of them came first, I think it was higher to Mitch.
0: It was, it was Rammstein. Rammstein. OK, uh, so it was Rammstein. Then we'll, OK, yeah. So Rammstein sorry, comes first. Sorry, but it came right before Hollywood Sunset.
2: I'm going to try to remember my my feelings of the first two times I heard those songs that Rammstein. I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. German guy, slow song It's pretty crazy. But it was actually higher to Mitch, where I was like, holy shit, what is this? Because the way that track starts with... like, It sounds like Till Lindemann is coming out of the darkness and and speaking at you before all the music kicks in. And it's yes. incredibly haunting. And I was like, I don't think I ever heard... A, I didn't hear a lot of uh, foreign language music in my discography then. And B, the baritone. I was not used to a baritone like that in my music I listen to. Uh, it totally got me. And then it kicks into that rockin' song that just kicks such ass. And uh, they got their hooks in me. And then when I saw the movie, I was impressed with how well they uh, Trent or whomever, I think, I think David Lynch might have had some input in too about whether they used the Romstein song specifically. They The way they used their songs in the movie was incredible. I believe they get they're reoccurring I know for a fact there's one scene where uh, somebody's walking down a hallway, yeah, and then they like open the door and punch a guy, and Ram kicks in like when they punch him, and it's so it's used so well, <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, yeah, that's you know that that was step one, and then next thing you know, a year and change later, Duhas takes the world by storm, and I'm like, oh, it's that band that was on that Lost Highway soundtrack, and they've written one of the catchiest industrial metal songs I've ever heard. It has a great video and everyone loves it. And that's strange that everybody loves it because this is the kind of music that I'm into. And this song is incredibly popular and they're also singing in German. Well, I'm going to go I'm going to go to a King's game now. I'm at a King's game. Holy shit, they're playing Haas at a King's game. And Haas just took the world over. That's my introduction to Rammstein. I'm sure you guys are similar.
1: Very similar. I mean, um, Uh, the Lost Highway soundtrack was definitely the gateway. I uh, always picked up on how Till Lindemann, uh, the lead singer of Rammstein, um, how he rolls his R's in that song for Rammstein. It's almost like he's a host on Viva Variety. Um, I always appreciated that. And then again, it uh, once again keeps the consistency of German bands like KMFDM having a song where they let the listener know who you're listening to um i always I appreciate that, that. Uh,
0: it's it's very it's very
1: thoughtful of them yeah yeah both absolutely those, both those
2: bands like to do that a lot i think Rammstein might actually do it more i'm not sure but they've got at least like four or five maybe six
1: <laughs> i mean uh so yeah that was uh my introduction to them and then of course steve radicalized me into the do host video a couple years i think uh, it was probably like the following year later and um We were also in the height of our Corn fandom, and we went down to uh, Tower Records on Watt Avenue in Sacramento. And Corn, the band, were doing this like record store stop ins, meetups, you know, meet and greets, um, where they were going to be talking about the Family Values Tour. It was the first one. And they were talking about who was going to be on the tour. And, uh, so flash forward to you know of course we bought tickets you know um and we uh go see him at the cow palace down in san francisco uh we spent the night at one of our friend's house who he had a studio over a chinese restaurant in berkeley and we uh go over to the cow palace i think we may have missed like i think we also uh met Orgy, but I think we missed like one band because we showed up a little late. I don't know. I can't remember. No, we
2: missed. We, I think we missed the start of Orgy. Okay. Um, and I, I remember it very well because the whole time I was like harassing in the car, our friend's older brother, like, we got to get there in time for Orgy. Oh my God, yeah. we got to see Orgy, which is like, in hindsight, I'm like, who gives a shit? But uh, I really wanted to see Orgy. <laughs> I really no, I
1: mean, you had... bought a ticket. You want to get like the full meal. I, I get that feeling. I do. You know, awesome. when you're
2: set 16 or 17 years old, I mean, you look forward to big like that was one of the first big package shows I ever went to. And I couldn't believe all these bands that I like are right. going to be there, including Rommstein and Corn, and, you know, Ice Cube's good, too. I just I couldn't believe it. And I remember very specifically Was Olympus on that tour as well?
1: Yes, they, they were. were. Yeah,
2: They're just being so stuck in we traffic, or- yep. on, being stuck in traffic right outside of Berkeley, oh, just going nuts because that goddamn that like, that's like gridlock every time you go through there. Gridlock, and uh, yep. we made it. We made it in time enough to see the good stuff.
1: Yeah, um, but. I remember Rammstein. I, I can't remember what order uh the acts played in. Um, but Rammstein absolutely blew the doors off of the or uh, blew the the roof off of the Cow Palace. It was an amazing event. Um that said older brother. I remember the very next day we went down to Rasputin Records there on Berkeley on uh what is that hate? Uh in Ashbury mm-hmm. around that Neck of the Woods. Not in Berkeley, and, no, you're, no you're, uh, you're not Berkeley, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, God Antarctica. damn it. I can't remember. So you got, yeah. you, got you got,
2: you got, you have um, Amoeba hating Ashberry. And yeah, then you have, that's right. Rasputin, we went to Rasputin. Uh, off, yeah. Off Telegraph in Berkeley.
1: Yeah. And he made sure to buy both Herzeleid and uh, Sensucht. Or I think that's like, or Sensucht. Uh, but, anyways, uh, we were um, like at, absolutely after seeing them live, uh, we were all just, talking about them the whole time the very next day. I mean, they stole the show in terms of their pyrotechnics um, and just how amazing they were. I mean, literally, every song just had that kind of just German efficiency. Uh, you just felt that you never seen anything like that. And uh, not only they just felt like something that could both be for the... Uh, the fringe, uh, music listener, and also probably cut right to the mainstream. I mean, to your point, they were playing at sporting events, but yeah, Rammstein, that was my first introduction to, uh, to them. And, um, you know, over the years I've kind of fell off, but, uh, I've always, uh, respected them and just having to get right back into them. I think that they're just an amazing, an amazing, amazing band. And, you know, to their credit, they've never had like a swap out of any members and you don't really see that a lot these days. Um, I think that's uh, like a testament to uh, kind of the brotherhood that's in that band.
2: That's well, part of what makes them special. Definitely. And there are, yeah. uh, there's something about them that's, and that's a uh, part of it that helps them be consistent is not swapping out members. And also the, the magic wouldn't be there without these six guys. And we'll get to who the six are in a second. And yeah, you know, as far as the long-term listening goes, like that's how I got into them. And then, uh, you know, went and saw them on the Mutter tour, and the uh, Mutter uh, mother in German. Just a great, consistent album. Some would say their best album. And uh, I still loved them then, and uh, that's the early thousands. Kind of, you know, when I kind of became a music snob for a while, and I worked at the record store. I uh, I bought Reese Reese their fourth album when it came out, and I don't think I ever listened to it really, maybe once. And then I drifted away for a couple of years until about 2011 uh, or 12, and something struck my fancy, and I, I was like, I gotta let me, you know, Ramstein's tour around. Of course they are. Let me go see what I missed, and I couldn't believe what I missed the uh, the two albums in between and the album Reese Reese, which I didn't really listen to much. Freed uh, records. Three records had came really since I was really into them that I was blown away by. The first three albums held up incredibly well, and uh, for the last decade, the aughts, I became a super fan again, and I I did my my best to tell you guys to become super fans too. I bring all that up because Eric, your path was a bit different than Mark and I's, but what was your Rammstein path? To find
1: what Hab deinen kalten Mund geküsst Ich nehm
0: dich zärtlich in den Arm, doch deine Haut reißt wie Papier Und deine fallen voll dir ab zum zweiten Mal I did discover them in Lost Highway. I mean, I was primed to like them. I was really deep in my industrial love then. And, you know, hearing those songs with the super compressed guitars, synthesizers, German voice commanding you, you know, what to do on the dance floor. I mean, I was listening to a lot of um, industrial at the time that, you know, even stuff that wasn't German. So that didn't really throw, throw me for a loop. So I did like it. Um, not enough to buy records, um, buy albums, mostly just because, you know, <laughs> buying a cd it was a uh, few and far between between when i could afford it so it was uh, i was usually saving it for the skinny puppies and, and and uh and stuff like that but you know i i did like them and uh and then somewhere towards the late 90s i transitioned into hip-hop and never circled back to to, to ramstein and then a few years back uh steve I, you know, Steve probably noticed that I was back deep in my industrial music phase, and, and Steve, I will go down any metal road Steve, Steve takes me on. So I think Steve knew I was ready for it, and this was right before music streaming. So Steve actually sent me every album and did a real Eat Your Vegetables uh, month with me to make sure I, I got through them all. And I, and I really did enjoy myself. Um And uh, so much so that I was very much looking forward to to, to circling back because they, they, you know, they started from an industrial metal place, but they transcend that. Um, But there's still just enough of that fun stuff. Like, it's still a little dancey. It's still a little bloopy bleepy to, like, appeal to that part of me. But it's so much more than that, too. Um, So anyways, um, you know, I guess you could still call me a casual fan, but I have songs that I really like that are like have gone on my forever playlists.
2: Yeah, and I mean they they definitely did transcend the genre, because if they didn't, then they wouldn't become the global uh, act they are. I mean they've stuck around. They they sell out like Christ, like arenas, like state, like you know stadiums, the uh, like Olympic, uh, gladiator arenas <laughs> when they want to, and uh, you don't do that if you just keep rewriting, uh, you know, do host over and over again. So they definitely evolved. But even those first two albums still had a good amount of um, hints at uh, their range. We'll get to that. Um, I mean, the group itself, Romstein, and Romstein in German means something along the lines of uh, I've heard two things Ramming Stone. Or the Ramstein Air Force Base. Mark, do you know any differently?
1: No, that, that's exactly right. Uh, both of them are the, uh, the, the absolute correct translation. Um, they have two different meanings. The uh, American Air Force Base, Ramstein, where ch- there was a tragic accident that happened there. It's based, obviously, in Germany. And then, um, of course, Rammingstone, of how it's actually pronounced. But the German base doesn't have the two Ms. Uh, it's just R-A-M-S-T-I-M. E, uh, S-T-E-I-N So, yeah I think it's pretty cool whenever I hear someone who said They were based in Rammstein. Uh It just, I can't I just want to fire up the song Rammstein Rammstein So, the Rammstein, it was an air show disaster. It happened in 1988. Uh, three aircraft of the Italian Air Force display team collided during their display, crashing to the ground in front of a crowd of about 300,000 people. So, uh, that's horrible. There were 70 fatalities, 67 spectators, and three pilots. And then 346 spectators sustained serious injuries in the resulting explosion and fire. Holy shit. Um, so it was, at the time, it was the deadliest air show accident in history until uh, 2002 that killed 77 people. Berlin.
2: Um, they grew up in East Germany. And after the wall came down, they started exploring the world more. And they were in uh, you know, various musicians and artists. And uh, Till Lindemann, the uh, lead singer, also was a uh, was a competitive swimmer. He never made it to the olympics but he was a competitive swimmer he still has that body today in a way and they were both the the, the the they were split between two bands one was called feeling b and one was called first arch which i think means first ass and uh eventually they uh they both traveled the world not together so you got three in one band and three in the other some you know split between those two bands and uh, the guys all traveled to America, and the the guys that were traveling to America. In addition, the the band members of future band members of Rammstein traveled to America in the early 90s. And they are Till Lindemann, who is the lead vocalist. Um, he also plays a harmonica and the flamethrower. Um, he's like six foot three always been just a slab of meat uh, kind of handsome but also looks like i don't know he's got like he's got like that mickey rourke handsomeness to him kind of it's like he's handsome but he also looks like his face kind of got punched a few times um i mean I, I don't the guy is a force of nature he's got he's got physicality he does like theatrics and acting when he sings his voice is unmistakable very deep very operatic when he wants it to be uh, he's melodramatic, he can be humorous, uh, he's just an imposing fi- figure, um, that's their vocalist. Um, one of my favorite vocalists. He also loves to talk about private parts. Uh, a lot of lyrics there about private parts. And the lyrics also range from a, you know, like German existential crisis stuff to murder and longing for those that are no longer here and all that good stuff. Fun fact, he also has the same birth date of Peter Steele. He was born one year after Peter Steele.
1: May he rest in peace. Peter Steele, May that he is. Rest in- yes. Um, yeah, no, uh, tell Lindemann, I mean, if uh, you really want to see what kind of beefcakes are in this band, uh, just look at the album cover for their first record, Herzlade.
2: Yes, it looks like a, uh looks like NSYNC by way of a uh, uh, baby oil factory. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah more 90s. like a 98 degrees but uh yeah
0: <laughs> but at, at least at some point in time he dabbled in acting uh one single german film about it's like free willy except with penguins uh, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you
1: guys watched no, it. I didn't, I didn't catch it. What was that? Are you serious? Said, wow! Yes, okay. I'm
0: not joking. He it's it, it, the the film is called uh, A der Penguin, and it's a, a the IMDb description says a girl and her scientist uncle try to hide a penguin from treasure hunters. And you guessed it, Till plays one of the treasure That's hunters. One would be yeah and uh and in the uh in the trailer you see like a scene where he's got the penguin in a cage and he's trying to feed it a thing and the penguin bites his finger and he goes ah and then like he takes like nut shots it's basically like he's like marv from home alone but he's got a penguin there's a lot of physical comedy in it it also looks like it was filmed for five dollars um so but yeah it's on youtube Actually, somebody also made a super cut of just his scenes from that movie on YouTube if you want to cut to the good stuff. But uh, he was he did try his acting in one film and definitely uh, even though the film was from 2003, it looks like that prime 90s kid, like kids outsmarting dumb burglars uh, and animal comedy. So there you go.
2: There's a there's a good amount of acting in all their videos, too. So I'm sure that that probably helped him hone his skills i don't i don't know which way i don't know i don't know if it made the romstein videos better if the romstein videos made the penguin story better but uh (laughs) other members of this band and they're all very important just till stands out because he's front and center
1: Haben so wenig,
0: gib mir auch das noch. Sie brauchen's eh nicht, bin nie zufrieden. Es gibt kein Ziel, gibt kein genug, gibt nie zu viel. All die anderen haben so wenig.
2: Cruise. who's the lead guitarist backing vocals um he is one of the chief songwriters uh he has looked the same since they have started i swear to god that guy has the uh, fountain of you somewhere oh yeah and uh a, he seems like a really sweet guy and he's always smoking all the time cigarettes that guy um yeah that's uh he's, he's cornerstones with his guitar work and uh i think he's got a really good ear for melody too the other guitar player is Paul Landers on rhythm guitar. And um Paul plays rhythm guitar and does backing vocals. Paul's a little shorter than I am, which means he's short. And he also for most of his life <laughs> has had this ridiculous haircut.
1: <laughs> like, it's like a monk's like, haircut. I don't know.
2: It's like a monk haircut, but I don't know if it's by design or if that's just how his like hair stops
0: or it's like a this it's like a really short caesar cut, like a really short caesar cut.
2: You've got uh, Christoph Schneider uh, on drums, and uh, Christoph is a very good drummer, very consistent. I think he could probably do whatever he wants, but with Rammstein, they never go overboard. They don't typically overproduce. They don't typically uh, do crazy fills and stuff that are unnecessary. A lot of the playing serves the song, and I think Christoph's drumming is very precise and, and serves the songs, never does too much, but he also the guy just have he's like clockwork again with the German precision.
0: He's a human 808 drum beat. Yeah, a drum kit. Yeah, yeah he's he's great.
2: Yeah, they don't they don't have programmed drums like this guy is their drummer and he is precise. He also is a I'd say that he's the cute one in the band. Um, him or possible, possibly Oliver, the bass guitarist, the other the other cute one and soft spoken. And he's kind of like a you know, he's, he's a really lanky guy. He's really tall. The way he kind of holds his bass is a. I don't know. I don't know how to put it.
1: It's, it's like almost down to his knees, but like, yeah, he's not like, you know, yeah.
2: The way and the way these guys all like stand around each other, they have different sizes and shapes to an extent, but they all look very no, no, German, European. Yeah. And when you watch them live with Till in the center and the way the guitar players Plank till they do interact and walk back and forth when they want to. But then with the, you know, the whole rhythm section of Oliver, Ollie and Christoph, kind of like the, the two tallest, lankiest guys doing the rhythm section. I find that interesting. And the chaos element of this band is uh, Christian Flacke, Lorenz, the keyboard player. And you've got all these you've got all these German handsome modeling men. And
0: then you've got this guy that looks like Beaker. It's a keyboard player. <laughs> he's he's about as twee as metal can get. Like just, and like the I, I, we'll be referencing the the Ramstein in America documentary. But he just likes to go on his walks when they're on tour, and he puts on his his hipster hat and and his jacket, and he walks around like Autumn Autumn Man. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, and I love it when like he does crazy robot dances, like super hyperkinetic robot dances when they play live too. It's, it's, it's quite a sight to see.
2: He looks, he looks like the style of keyboard playing. He does. He looks like it. I don't know how else to put it, but a lot of Romstein's keyboard parts they, they have.
1: Yeah. Like the, he'll walk on a treadmill and in like a it's glitter cool. suit too? Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: Yeah, the, the whole treadmill, he does sometimes turn a treadmill on while he's playing live. You have to watch it. I don't know how he does that. Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, like his fans are already known for their live theatrics. Like we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk quite a bit about the live theatrics. A lot of fire, a lot of weird shit, and then yeah, the keyboard player likes to turn on a conveyor belt every once in a while, just because, and walk on it while he's playing. But, and and also, you know, it—he it, is the lankiest, weirdest, goofiest guy in the band, and he's sitting there like he's, you know, walking in place, like he's on his way to to the office while he's playing.
1: He looks like the uh, someone tried to draw Stephen Merchant from memory.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like John Waters, John Waters crossed with Beaker to me. But yes, he's away. And and you know the sound the sound of the Rammstein keyboard sound that he's responsible for. A lot of the times it's very autobahn. It's very craft work and it can be lush and orchestrated at times, but there is a lot of like low era Bowie
0: type, the tone and that, uh, it's, that fits him. That fits his look so much. Yeah, it does. One thing I think about his keyboarding is no matter what sound he's using, um, whether it's like, you know, a you know a, a glitchy craftwork sound or like a arpeggio that's really more like EBM style synthy fills in the gaps like he's like he's he's almost doing like a, a a string section his keyboard even no matter what sound he's using that I feel like that's how he feels like that's his role in the band and it really is a kind of the secret sauce i mean they're obviously a competent rock band but his little additions aren't just there for Flourish to capitalize off like in the 90s when the rock band would add keyboards just because, the, you know, industrial was a thing. Like, it's it's very powerful, and I think the whole reason why we all keep saying emotions are important to Ram, Rammstein, a big part of that's him and what he adds to it.
2: Well, also, to do that, Eric, you're right, and he's also, him and Richard are the, the chief songwriters. They all contribute, but those two are the chief songwriters that lay a lot of the foundations down. So like even though a lot of it might seem like it's the sauce that goes on top and it is it's also he's part of the foundation um and he's just a goofball and often they play that up in the videos and also live like him and till have had a series of different little stage plays they do together um one in particular got them thrown in jail we'll get to that (laughs) but um (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did see that done live too by the way when on that america documentary when they referenced that i told i was like yeah I, I told my wife about that and uh yeah i, I think because i was also uh i did see them on that M- mutter tour uh tour at the uh uh the film no warfield and uh yeah it, it was great but just seeing like the flamethrowers and whatnot um in that A small little venue. It's different when you see pyrotechnics at the Cow Palace versus when you see it at a more intimate arena. Not even an arena. It's it's like a—it's
2: a a big theater. Theater. It's a—it's a a large theater. It's a mid-sized venue. And yeah, I think we caught them. uh, Yeah. Right before they couldn't do that anymore because after Great White, there's no way you're putting that much fire in a place that small.
1: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. But sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, um, every member of the band is incredibly um, just integral. Uh, it would be so weird. I, I figure this band will probably officially end when one of them dies. Uh, unfortunately, I hate to be so crypt- uh, morbid about it, but that's one of these bands.
2: They're also pushing 60. So I, I think, uh, you know, allegedly they have another album coming out later this year that they recorded. They like in lockdown they had enough music. The last record had a lot of songs left over kind of like reese reese and Rosenrod. i imagine okay. one more record tops two there's no way guys this'll that, that do this intensity go past 65 live or even in the studio <laughs> so i mean they're, they're they're literally till lindemann reminds me a lot of my father and that's because they're basically the two years apart in age and also my dad's a giant man that might as well be german um and i always just like i think of that like these guys are my dad's age it's just incredible to me.
1: Um, yeah, unless they just put out music and don't tour. I mean, that'd be the one thing that I could see this band probably yeah, doing.
2: Yeah, it's possible. It's not, my, you know, we're just, uh, I doubt it's nothing to worry about right now. Even if they called it quits tomorrow, I'd say, well, they put out a whole bunch of perfect music that I'll revisit forever. But uh, that's your players. Yeah. Till, Richard, Paul, Oliver, Christoph, and Christian. Flaka. The boys. And uh, they, are, they, they get along very well They're on stage and musically until they don't. And that's part of the reason why Rammstein's kind of played by their own rules as far as when ever since their third record, Mütter, they put albums out when they want to. Four years here, five years there, ten years there. A lot of it is because they don't want to force it. I think there's a purity there. And also sometimes they don't get along. And uh, they go away and they come back together. But they realize the only way this band works is what if these guys are in it. And so if, uh, you know, Paul is mad at Richard because of uh, Richard's beautiful hair. And they don't talk for a year and a half. Well, they'll, they'll come back together eventually. But they, uh, they definitely, they're, they're like a family in that respect too. Where I think they, uh, they it's hard. It's like a six-way marriage actually. I actually remember Richard said that being in Ramstein is like being married to like a six way marriage and they can't live with each other. They can't kill each other. They got to make it work <laughs> Or when they can't live with each other. They can't kill each other. So they got to make it work.
1: Eins. Zwei. Drei. Vier. Fünf. Sechs. Sieben.
0: Nine. Out. Awesome. Uh, since forming in 1994, yeah. uh, Rammstein have had no lineup changes. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. so rare. That's absolutely so rare. Well, there's a lot of talking, a lot of therapies. Oh, yeah. By, um, it's just you know one of those things that um, I think what I tried to explain early before in an interview that you got to listen to your own rhythm of the band and I think a lot of people their chose differently which you know it's their choice everyone is free and everyone can choose what they want or two. but if you don't follow your own rhythm then you will be burned out at some point in your life and then Absolutely. you do mistakes and make back bad decisions and we always take our time to listen to each individual, individual in the band and even think like if someone says like I can't do it anymore you know to really Pay respect and you know honor that and say okay let's let's wait. You know it was, it's not an easy thing to do, but uh, it uh, brought us to 20 years of not changing any members. So.
2: Part one of Pod Like a Hole's Rammstein mini-season where we discussed the host's history with the band, the band members themselves, and a little talk about the band's history. In the next episode, we will discuss the band's history a bit more and start talking about their records. In particular, the first three albums, Herzlade, shoot and Mutter. In the meantime, we hope we've brought you closer to ROM.